You're listening to the John Effect Podcast. This is episode 299. New listeners, welcome. Returning listeners, welcome back. I am your host, John Salvatore Mackey, a.k.a. Christopher Ruiz, your master of ceremonies, Cuban Rose in the Flesh, the podcast quarterback, Fidel Cashflow, the Afro-Latino Ryan Reynolds, one of these hoes, Juan Cito Fuego, the young OG, John Stradamus, John Quixote, Cheekbone Jones, Bro Livia Pope, the Alpha, the Omega, everything in between, BKA, being hot, get you the MVP, staying hot, get you Hall of Fame, you already know what time it is. I'm back one episode away from the huge milestone of episode 300. I cannot believe I am here. Like, nigga, 300 of them things. I have done it. Like, I'm, 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 I'm talking my shit. I got my chest puffed out and it is soft. It is well moisturized. I have perfect nipples. 300 is an accomplishment. I've said this so many times, and I'm not trying to be, you know, a broken record, but I remember when they told me I was not going to last three months. It's like, oh, you won't be here by the summertime. Well, I've had eight summers on lock. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yes, Seven. I've had seven. I've been drinking, whatever. I've had seven summers on lock. Like, don't play with me. Like, I do this. This is what I do. Like, this is, it's a coronation next week. Like, podcast prints. Let, let's, let's talk about it. Anyway, guys, I'm back. I have not recorded. Let me, let me, let me give you a peek behind the, behind the, um, curtains. I have not recorded a traditional John Effect podcast episode since, like, August. And we are in December. Like, last week's episode with Rain Coleman was probably the closest to doing a regular episode. But, you know, like, I've been been coasting on the batch recordings and the generational saga or what have you. But next week is a very special episode Episode 300, I cannot wait for you guys to listen. Uh, I took off last week from the Roaring Twenties. Rain Coleman and I back with Gay Side Stories We Imagined. Um, So check that out and, of course, play this episode and prepare yourself for episode 300 because let me just say this. Episode 300 was probably one of my favorite recordings of this year. Like, woo, nigga, when I say woo. Anyway, but like I said, the Roaring Twenties is back. My homeboy Jeremy is back in full effect. 
Um, he was one of our first guests with This Is Seven or When I Was 17, and he's back, and we had a great conversation. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Check it out right after the flip. another week so that means is another edition of the roaring 20s our guest today is no stranger to the show a friend of the show no pomp and circumstance i'm going to let my very special guest introduce himself well uh i'm 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 flattered and honored i ain't nobody child um but uh no, nah, I'm thankful to be here. Um, I am Jeremy. Uh, you may have heard me on here before. Uh, you may also have heard me on Crown and Collar, uh, uh, Crown and Collars, which um, is uh, on high indefinite hiatus. Um, and you may also, <laughs> more probably more so, may have infamous, infamously heard me <laughs> on Ratchet <laughs> Ramblings. Um, I am one third. Of the co-host there um i go by black dante on twitter and instagram or uh, facebook i don't really know her like that um <laughs> but <laughs> uh who this ghetto although they although facebook might know me soon depending on what elon must ass do do with twitter but, okay. <laughs> but, but yeah i'm jeremy i'm happy to be here john is is literally family so it's i'm, I'm happy to i'm happy to come through I'm glad you're back. So for the new listeners out there, or if this is your first time tuning in, Jeremy was a part of the original when I was 17. So I like to do things in three. So there was the, when I was 17, this is 30, and then wrapping everything up, putting a pin in it, the roaring 20s. So Jeremy, like I tell all of the participants, feel free to be as open, feel free to be as guarded. This is really your time to shine and share your experiences with everybody. No problem. Uh, just like last time, I feel like it'll it'll be a wang dang doodle. If child, if I can even remember what the hell I was doing at seventeen, Lord Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm I'm excited. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready. All right. First up, describe your twenties using a song title. And let us know and share with us why you chose that song title. Mm. Mm. Well, I do have, is this all encompassing 20s or like early 20s or it don't Oh, no, no, no. This is the roaring 20s. So this is the whole decade. The whole decade. Okay. The whole decade. Whole decade. Ooh, child. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, all right. A song that can capitalize my 20s. Oh, uh, 
Honestly, I would have to say, now granted, I don't really fool with him like this anymore because he he be on that, you know, he be on that Kyrie Irving shit. Right. But I would have to probably say Kendrick Lamar. Uh bitch don't kill my vibe. If okay. I had to if I had to sum up my 20s in one in one song, it would probably uh-huh. be, be that. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Okay, so why why would you why would you say you chose that song? Um, I would say that because that was that came out. I want to say right after, not right after, but this was when I was in college. Went to a community college. I went to South Georgia Tech, uh, Tech School, a uh, Tech Community College, and I was working part time at my hometown, uh, Dollar General. Um, and I just, it's kind of funny because like, especially me now and how I am now, it was like the first taste of like how shitty capitalism is and how shitty life can be because of capitalism, um, especially in a rural, you know, Southern town, not a whole lot, you know, going on. And so I just... The reason I picked that is because in my 20s, it more or less encapsulated, like, I just wanted to, like, have peace. You know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like what we was talking about in the pregame a little bit. It's like, I just want to make it. I just want to make it. I just want to have peace. I don't want nobody fucking with me. I don't want to fuck with nobody. I don't want to harm nobody. I don't don't want nobody to harm me. I just want to do what I do and stay out the way and just vibe. And I don't want nobody fucking, and I don't want nobody killing that. Right. Um, and I feel like that more or less is my 20s in a nutshell, specifically my late 20s. My early 20s, God knows early 20s, Jeremy was a dumbass. But I was coming into my own of kind of getting out of being a dumbass. Right. And going more so like getting molding into like the Jeremy that you know, like today. So right. I feel like that more or less encapsulates my journey. That song encapsulates my journey of my 20s going into my now 30s of the journey you know now. Okay. I like it. I like it. We're going to switch gears just a little bit. What was your greatest achievement of the 20s? Um, greatest achievement of my 20s? Hmm. Honestly, graduated college. Um, because there were some times where I didn't think I would make it through. Um, right. I switched majors twice. Um, like I, I almost dropped out. Um, and thankfully I had a supportive, you know, father, supportive parent, you know, that was like, you know, Hey, he, he, he was encouraging me, but he also understood, you know, yeah. He was like, Hey, whatever you decide to do, you know, I got you. Um, uh, I do, you know, all I can to help you. Like, I'm not, you know, you're not finna, you know, get disowned or, you know, you know, I'm not finna mistreat you because, you know, if you don't finish school, if you do finish school, like whatever, like I'm whatever, I'm here for you regardless. Um, and I, I remember times where I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to do this, you know, maybe I can just, you know, get a job, you know, at, um, at uh, at like a plant that was near like a neighboring uh town or whatever and just make a decent you know check or whatever and you know just um be there be there but if i hadn't fit decided to finish um 
to finish college, I don't know if I would be here like shit on this podcast with you. So I feel like that was probably the great, the best achievement of my twenties. It's just sticking it out, toughing it out, graduating and, you know, taking that, you know, moving here to Atlanta, trying, uh, getting better, doing better. So I feel like graduating was the best uh, decision or deciding to stick around and graduate was the best decision and my best accomplishment of my twenties. All right. I like it. Flipping it. What was your biggest regret of the twenties? If you had one, if you didn't, it's understandable, but I'm curious to know. Biggest regret of my twenties. Um, mm. Mm, that's tough because honestly, I do got a few. <laughs> to be honest, right? I, I would probably say my biggest is. Uh, <laughs> it's one I want to say, but that's petty as hell. Um, <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I would say one of my biggest regrets of my 20s is um, letting immaturity cause me to make uh, bad decisions romantically. Okay. Um, and that's, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Fair enough. Fair enough. This question, I, I always, I, it, it, how do, I don't even know how to say it. So when I, when I think of this question inward, I'm like, ah, because I was very reckless. But let me ask you this. What did financial literacy mean to you in your 20s? Um, shoot, am I 20 financial literacy? Um, I, I guess the best way I can say it is just my I've always been like frugal, um, not cheap, <laughs> but frugal, right? Um, and I get that from my dad. Um, so I guess that it just meant being frugal to me, being wise with my spending, not being cheap and not wanting to spend, but just being wise with my spending. Right now, I didn't always do that. <laughs> right. And honestly, that could have been my regret. I just didn't think about it at the time, but I wasn't always, I ain't always do that. But, um, I, I would say that's what it looked like to me in my twenties, just being frugal and wise with my spending, how I spent um and just saving where i i could i guess i guess yeah that that would probably what it would look like what it looked like to me then hell honestly it still look like that to me now to be perfect out there okay. <laughs> at least a little bit sure um but yeah that that i, I would have to say it was that okay next question so this at free range take as much license as you'd like what was your cruelest moment of your 20s? Ooh. Uh, coolest moment of my 20s? Um, I would have to, one of them um, definitely for sure is when I was in a previous relationship and we was long distance. I, me being here in Georgia, she was in New York and going, visiting uh, New York 
visiting her and by proxy, visiting New York for the first time, going down to Times Square, like seeing Times Square, like for the first time. Because uh, I had never been to New York before that. And this country ass Southern Georgia boy in the Big Apple, seeing all the big lights and shit. And not like that. It, it was a cool experience. It was a cool experience. So that was probably one of the coolest uh, moments of my 20s, I would have to say. Okay. Okay. So when you were in your 20s, did you feel the pressure to fit society norms? Woo, nigga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes, I did. And thank I want to say it's probably like my late 20s going into my 30s that I decided to say fuck that shit because the Lord knows a lot of society norms do not make a it's funny. Like I, who was it? I think it was Megan. Shout out to Megan OMG on Twitter. She, I, she said this a long, long time ago, but it was like societal norms and tradition and all that shit is honestly just peer pressure by a bunch of dead niggas. And it really is. And once I and once that like that once I like really got that, I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. To be perfectly honest, (laughs) especially heteronormatives, like who the ghetto. But (laughs) (laughs) but um, in my twenties, I had I hadn't come to that until like my late twenties. So like I want to say twenty, early twenties, mid twenties. I was I was kind of teetering, right? Because I was still coming into my own, still kind of unlearning a lot of harmful shit, but it still was some of it was still there. And I tried right. to like half and half, like, you know, halfway still conform, but the other half not. And that shit just don't work. And I it I definitely felt pressure and and was still conforming a little bit. Um, but definitely once I hit my like late 20, like real late 20s going into 30, I was like, man, it, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> Cause it really is just a bunch of peer pressure from a bunch of dead niggas. Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. Switch it gears. What was the wildest moment of the 20s? Um <laughs> Wildest moment of my t- <laughs> Okay. So for my t- <laughs> for my 21st birthday party. I don't know if I said this before, but for my 21st birthday party, my friends at the time in college had a house uh party. 21 uh, a house party for me celebrating my 21st birthday uh at uh at her dorm room and when i tell you i don't know what them niggas gave me but when i tell you i was black the fuck out drunk to this day the only and i mean the only two things i remember from that damn party is that some nigga um like one of one of one of her friends friends that wasn't even invited. The nigga just showed up. Um, he uh, he almost got robbed, and one of my friends almost beat his ass um, because because he was be one he was one he was lame. Two he was being weird towards the 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 girls that were there, and then three yeah. he was trying in three going which ties in two he was trying to flaunt money. And was like leaving like hundred dollar bills in in my uh, at the time friends her her, uh, her dorm room, 
And the girl and some of the girls are like, well, shit, <laughs> since you that's since why you got oh, robbed, you goofy ass nigga. Yeah. Like, and so he got robbed. And then one of my friends almost beat his ass because he because, again, he was being weird towards the girls, though. So right. I remember that. And then the other thing, which ties into the question, my most embarrassing moment is that I got so drunk, I almost <laughs> I wiped my nose with a piece of bread and almost ate it. One of my friends. Ah! <laughs> what? Yes. I beg your pardon? Yes. Oh, God. Ah! To this Thank day, you. to this oh, day, they God. never let me live it down. And honestly, for oh. good reason, because that shit, and, what, and they have video of it. <laughs> oh, not book of bread. Oh, <laughs> book of bread. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Ooh. I was that drunk. Oh. I was that drunk. So oh <laughs> that, that definitely is my most embarrassing moment, by far, hands down, of my 20s. I, I, not you, wipe your nose with the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay. Wow. Okay. I think I think you're taking gold on this one because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of, of your of your participants in this series, that yeah, that takes the cake. <laughs> that nigga, that that takes the cake. Wow. This next question, it's a two part question. As a twenty something, how did you approach sex? And then the second part of that is, as a twenty something, how did you approach romance and love? Uh in my 20s um in particular early 20s uh unfortunately it my approach to sex was was not it it was still kind of in line with gender norms unfortunately yeah. like i hadn't like really come into my own then right so so honestly both parts it's the answer to both parts i approach okay. sex and romance and still a very gender like societal conforming like patriarchal standpoint not to like a he-man woman haters like point but i mean it was still very much still rooted somewhat in gender norms and patriarchy so it wasn't it was not um a very good approach um i'll say that it, it was very much a um I it's funny like I I can I know for a fact I was not having the best sex um and I'm pretty sure my partners also were not having the best sex that we need. <laughs> uh but it's also kind of funny because I was it was kind of like half and half like early 20s it was very much like a bad approach and then mid-20s it was more like not the best approach but definitely more open um, and then by late twenties, <laughs> uh, let's just say by late twenties, going into thirties, um, to, to quote a great philosopher, uh, oh. I'm 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 with whatever, I'm with it all. Ah! Ah! <laughs> so uh, yeah, that 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 kind of sums up the journey of Jeremy right there. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, so, definitely, definitely late twenties, <laughs> going into thirties, Jeremy. I'm like, listen, fuck all that, fuck all that gender norm shit. I'm with, I'm with it all. I know that's right. I know that's right. So we're gonna kind of take it back with this one. So comparing where you are now to looking back at your twenties, how did you approach the discussion of race, race relations, everything under that umbrella? Um, my approach then was I, d- I did not have as much of a teachable spirit as I do now. So it was very much a, it was like a progression. Cause like early twenties, I would say definitely it, w- it was damn near like talk to a brick wall. Um, okay. mid twenties, that wall started to crack and break in very significant ways. And then late twenties. <laughs> late 20s like that wall was completely down and i was way more open and receptive to having um conversations dialogue and definitely my politics shifted from like um like center right to center left to now like like left to like nigga raising the malcolm x's you know what i'm saying so right. that's kind of the progression like literally from like early 20s, from early 20s to late 20s, like that, like progression from center right to all the way left, like that's more or less how my approaches were too. Um, because, you, um, and it's funny, cause I was, me and my friends actually had a conversation about this um, last night when we was talking about how, how people get roped into uh, conspiracy theories and shit. Uh, and it's like that that socialization and indoctrination, especially like when you're young, like that shit starts early and it 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 does take a while and 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 really take having a teachable spirit to like unlearn and break that shit so you can actually grow and progress as a person, especially like like you said, in conversations of race, you know, sex uh, sexuality, gender and stuff. So it was a very um it started from a very semi-closed-minded approach to now it's like late especially late 20s it's like the it's like let's have a dialogue and i am not ashamed or unwilling to learn and change my stance at at the fuck all right so yeah i i I feel like that that would be my answer for that Okay. And our final question, and I'm curious to how you are going to reply because I've asked the four other participants in this, and I think I am split down the middle with guessing correct. But let's see. Would you say your 20s were roaring or boring? And let us know why. Um, That's a good question. I would say they were kind of boring. Um, okay. I would, yeah, I would, I would say because honestly, like aside from personal growth and you know, I've you know, obviously the move from the country to Atlanta and you know, uh, meeting you know, you know, actually no, I, I take that roaring. I would say roaring, roaring, definitely roaring. Because because the more I'm thinking about it, while it seems you know small, like I, it seems like I didn't do a whole hell of a lot. In my 20s, the fact that I, you know, made that move 
um, from the country to Atlanta, the fact that I um, have met so many people um, who are like family to me, yourself included, um, that I never would have met otherwise if I would have stayed, you know, in the country and never, you know, made that, like I said, made that commitment to finishing college and commitment to moving and, you know, coming to Atlanta and stuff like that. So, while it doesn't seem like they were, while it seems like my twins were born, they were actually pretty pretty ruined because of the people that I have in my life now. So I would say they're, they're ruined as fuck. I know that's right. Well, as always, Jeremy, it is a pleasure having you on the show. Take us out with something very Jeremy-like, Jeremy-esque. You know, take us out. <laughs> take us out on something real, some real nigga shit. <laughs> oh man. Um. Well, in, in closing, um, all I have to say, people, is take care of yourself. Take care of the people that are in your life. Um, times is hard. Times. Is, listen, the world is a literal shit show. Oh, um. Uh, you got to you got to depend on your community um and uh don't be on the internet looking stupid for people who would not piss on you in a fire a word a word that is a word put that on a t-shirt this is right (laughs) well guys until next time we will see you guys later we'll hear you you'll hear us later bye guys Peace, niggas. Well,